Prior to Sunday night's win in the NFC Championship game, sending the Philadelphia Eagles to Super Bowl 52, workers in the city of brotherly love greased light poles in an attempt to prevent fans from climbing up them after the game. Washington, D.C. police are routinely forced to make a similar move every time there's a new story about special counsel Robert Mueller's latest activities. Oscar, Oscar nominations are out, and nine films have been nominated for Best Picture. But alas, only one can be wrongly announced the winner. <laughs> it was revealed earlier today that Attorney General Jeff Sessions was questioned for several hour, hours last week as part of the special counsel investigation. No word who filled in for Sessions at his day job working inside of a tree where he personally hand makes dozens of delicious Keebler cookies and crackers. <laughs> Steve Bannon has agreed to be interviewed by Robert Mueller's team to avoid going before a grand jury. Bannon figures that'll be easier for him since a grand jury means he'll probably have to face minorities. <laughs> special counsel uh, special counsel Robert Mueller is seeking to question President Trump in the coming weeks about his decisions to oust National Security Advisor Michael Flynn and FBI Director James Comey. Trump has already paid himself $130,000 to keep his mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> Senator Dick Durbin says freedom of the press is essential to the future of our democracy and also essential to the future of the Kardashians. And the Pentagon says it killed 150 ISIS fighters in an airstrike in eastern Syria during the U.S. federal government shutdown. Just imagine if the government had been shut down for an entire week. We could have wiped out all of ISIS, the Taliban, and maybe even gingivitis. <laughs> A Danish inventor has been charged with killing a reporter on his private submarine. He then stole the Empire State Building and is holding it hostage inside an ancient <laughs> Egyptian artifact. That's my favorite one. <laughs> a Missouri State University student who feared he swiped a potential sweetheart out of his life with a dating app has emailed every Claudia on campus in an attempt to find her. Interestingly enough, in high school, he was voted, quote, most likely to take stalking to the next level. <laughs> and finally, Steve-O proposed to his girlfriend. It was so sweet. He got down on one knee and fished the ring out of a pile of cow shit he had just dumped over her head. Mm. The Trump Report starts now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin you know uh it was kind of an easy choice uh, public enemy shut him down for this week's song and uh i expected the shutdown wouldn't be over already but you know what it's what we're going to talk about well it's one of many things we're going to talk about and uh, anytime that you have an opportunity to remind people that flavor Flav wasn't always a cartoon character on reality <laughs> shows anyway welcome to the trump report i'm christian blatt you can find me at Christian DMZ. And don't forget to follow the show. Like, seriously, don't forget to follow the show. We haven't gotten a new follower in a long time. We're at Trump Report ABTV, Twitter only, no Instagram. And <laughs> thanks, as always, to Tamara. Where can people find you? You can find me on social media at Hey Tamara. And on Twitter, just add a little underscore to the end of that. Hey Tamara underscore. And uh, Tamara Brown, I just said Tamara. I didn't. Uh, I, I just figured people knew you by this point. I think right. people have uh, you moved on to share or Madonna status. Uh-huh. Kanye, I, I know it's Kanye this West. Moment. But yeah, exactly just, this moment. I did it. Happened. And Scott, you yeah, were here for this. Congratulations! I was yeah, always the other end of amazing. the desk. Well, not always because you weren't here last week. I but wasn't I, here last week. I was, I was out almost in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico, but I'm back. 
uh, around. Did you have to <laughs> tunnel under the wall to get back? <laughs> no, actually, I was able to come back to the States, and they oh. let me back in. I can't believe it. Well, I, I did notice that Chelsea's not here, so she must have been with you and was yes. stopped on yeah. the way back. Anyway, Unfortunately. Uh, and where can people find you? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at SMAN80. That's SMAN80. Well, uh, there's so much to talk about, and uh, I, I want to dive into the chat first because uh, there's a comment that uh, I know will drive Scott crazy. Uh, our friend Storage Yard <laughs> resident was there in the chat, and he wanted I to point out it. he wanted to point out that uh, Trump has now been president for over one year. Yep, adding. Only seven more years to go. <laughs> and uh, I, I said, I can't wait to read that comment on the air. Yeah, Scott will yeah. no doubt cry. And he said, someone will have to buy you a box of Kleenex. So, oh, that's great. There you go. Anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm still going with the, he won't finish out this term. But we'll Do you see. think he'll finish out this year? Possibly, yes. Because it's a slow year. process. Yes, but you think he won't even run in 2020 because... If he's not already resigned or forced out or impeached or whatever happens in the next couple of years, if he does not think he's going to win again, he will not run. I, I always want to know one what the update is. I know. I, and I think if anybody's going to know what's going on with this, it, it, it's, it's you. It's this guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's this guy right here. Uh, anyway, uh, there was indeed, it's probably so far in the rearview mirror, it's hard to remember at this point, but there was a government shutdown. I know, it's true. It really did happen. Um, and uh, it was a three-day government shutdown, and you probably didn't notice, unless you're actually a federal employee. But other than that, you probably didn't notice. And if you did notice, you probably noticed, like, hey, everything's going a lot better than when the federal government is open and on my back. But um, so the Senate Democrats, some would say, buckled under pressure to adopt a short-term spending bill to fund government operations through February 8th. My birthday, by the way, so uh, that's that's my subtle way to make sure that everybody knows. Yes. Yeah, so we'll see. If we get another government shutdown, well, it's not going to matter to me. I guess it'll be a birthday present. It'll be more interesting to talk about, but we don't really want that. Um, I, I want to start with you, Scott. What do you think about there only being a three-day government shutdown and sort of relatively quickly by some people's estimation mm -hmm. uh, giving in to the uh, Republicans? Well, I mean, because the sequel is going to happen in two weeks anyways, uh, February 8th potentially. Um, you know, I think the, the biggest issue has been the messaging from the Democrats' side because they have not had a clear message, even really going back to 2016, and, and it is still a problem even going into the midterms. They just do not have good messaging, and they should have been better at that to begin with. Um, but they got one thing off the table, which was CHIP, and that was a big deal, and that's now off the table for the next six years. Well, after Trump is out of office, <laughs> and that's but, an interesting thing because that's obviously very important. Very, to a lot of very people. important. Uh, we were taking uh, my daughter just for some surgery, mm -hmm. the planned surgery, uh, to Children's Hospital LA, and there's a huge sign by the cafeteria and how many days it had been mm -hmm. since there was funding for uh, Chip, as as it were. Uh, so it mm -hmm. was it was one of those things that you know it's not like. I didn't know about it, but I certainly it certainly wasn't on the forefront of my mind. But of course, at a children's hospital, they're right. like, "Oh, by the way, mm -hmm. here's where we are with that." So that it's good that that came out of it. You yes, know? and that was a big thing because that's six years now, so that's yeah. not even going to be back on the bargaining table until well into the, the mid twenties. Of, so. of President Warren is that is that what you're, that's what Drexel was? I'm glad you laughed. <laughs> running about. for running for re-election then in 2024. That'll be the next time we have to deal with that. Okay, uh, so that's a good thing, and and because it's only two and a half weeks away until we get the sequel potentially. And my um, birthday. Yes, and your birthday. <laughs> that gives the uh, hopefully time for people to really start focusing in Congress on what they want to do with DACA and uh, and I think it, it even though the blame still 
primarily by polls went to the Republicans, which it should because they are running all branches of government. Um, it wasn't going to look good for Democrats the longer they held out either. And because they're not good at messaging, it was just going to look poorly on them. And they knew that also the people that it was hurting were the government employees that don't make a lot of money. And it does affect the, the government like 0.1% every single day that the, the government is shut down. So it's not good for the economy. Um, and so as it turns out, it was probably better to get everybody back on, give a couple more weeks to really work out an important deal instead of, again, trying to cram something through uh, Congress for another temporary spending bill, which is still, by the way, the Obama budget, too, that they're still they keep piecemealing it and going down the road. So we, we really haven't gotten into the full Trump budget yet until we can really get a good um, and a good budget put into place. And it's ridiculous. We're just kicking the can down the road and using it for political leverage, which never was the case. 25, 30 years ago, and it, and it needs to really go back to that. But you know that that budget, a political you know that the leverage. Trump budget's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. It's going to be stupendous. It's going to be the best we've ever mm-hmm. seen. And, you know, perfection takes time. You it, know? It, it does. So much winning. Yeah. You, can't, you, can't, you can't help it. Uh, Tamara, when, when you hear about all this, you hear about a government shutdown that didn't last for uh, very long. Uh, I feel like it's... Um, it's very easy to just sort of be like, okay, so what, you know, what, what difference is that going to make? You know, what can I, what jokes can I write about it? But uh, obviously, if it was a prolonged thing, it, it could have been a problem. Mm-hmm. But uh, what's the feeling you have? Do you think that the American people care? That I mean, if it had gone on for months, eventually everybody, not everybody, lots of people would have been impacted by it. But what do you think the feeling is? I don't think it it impacts much. I I have a few friends who with government jobs that they were very invested in it. But I don't think a lot of people, it doesn't affect their day-to-day lives that much. So they don't really notice. Um, The thing that I found hilarious was the the outgoing message on the White House Mm -hmm. voicemail saying, uh, blaming the Democrats Mm -hmm. for the shutdown. And it's just... The the device the further divisiveness that this has caused well not caused but just contributed to the Republicans blame the Democrats the Democrats blame the Republicans it's just like it always feels like every um, every every bill every everything that happens it's another opportunity for Trump to just create further divisiveness and that's um, it's insane but it's also hilarious i don't know no there there is a a very hilarious aspect to it he's he's very good at the things that he does like the things that he does well are infuriating i think for a lot of people but it's kind of why people who only voted for him because he was the you know the not hillary choice on Mm -hmm. the ballot uh, have really come around on him and uh you know you just find a lot more people and you know it's it's not a huge number of people, but people who just voted for him to vote for him, they like love this guy now because of all the reasons where you're like, well, should the president be doing that? Should he be talking like that? And I guess that's what they like. Uh, the interesting thing to what you said, Scott, was, and granted, it's one poll that I read, but the polling that I read is that the people who were blamed for the government shutdown were Democrats and President Trump. Uh, congressional Republicans were kind of uh, let. Let coast on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's interesting because they're blaming Trump and the Democrats, and yes, of course, because they don't have the supermajority. But it's not really Democrats' fault if if they're if they're the minority party, as our friend Drexel was quick to point out rather angrily on social media several times yeah. the, over the weekend. I mean, look, they can they can throw the wrench in there because when you need sixty votes, uh, you need those votes from yeah. Democrats to make things pass. Um, 
But again, Mitch McConnell was doing a lot of his usual shady political maneuvering to make it look like it was on the Democrats when a lot of it was on the Republicans. And we know for a fact that they'd asked to at least keep the military paid during this, you know, when the government was shut down. And Mitch McConnell kept saying, no, we want to make sure we get this deal done. We don't want to prolong this from his perspective. But it's still he basically said, no, we will not pay the military during this downtime. And then they tried to turn around and blame the Democrats. Um, but, you know, it's political theater, and it, it's a shame. It really doesn't help either side because it makes everyone look bad uh, because, of course, they get paid during the shutdown, conveniently, um, and that can't be changed. So it makes both sides look horrible and childish and really bad in, in the majority of the eyes of the American people because when you're affecting a lot of uh, federal government's employees' work and you're shutting down national parks, uh, it, it, it's it's a shame for something that really shouldn't be to this point that we should be doing this every two weeks or every couple months. And uh, it, it's a shame that this come to this point where we're playing political football with, with budget that used to be a routine thing that was always passed in the years past. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while since we've had an actual shutdown, but we get close to it all the time. Right, um, and, and the fact that we have to keep doing this every couple of months and it becomes leverage for one side or the other is the part that's ridiculous, where it shouldn't get to that point. And it never was in the past, and now we're letting everything become a win or a loss, and that's sort of Trump's big thing, is black or white, it's just win or loss, and he's going on Twitter saying that he won, and it's it's ridiculous. He didn't do anything either. He sat on the sidelines the whole weekend, and as far as what we've been told, and didn't help with any negotiations when he's supposedly the great negotiator look golf isn't going to play itself all right uh what were you gonna <laughs> say Tamara? didn't chuck schumer say uh like he conceded like we will fund the wall if you if you concede that the dreamers currently in the country can stay in the country yeah like, mm-hmm. and, and i think uh i think neither of those things is gonna happen so. <laughs> no but that's but, the thing is Stephen miller came back but, and that side said no yeah and and the, but the thing of it is for a Democrat, a prominent Democrat like Chuck Schumer saying we will fund the wall. Nobody on the Republican side makes such a statement completely contrary to their party the mm-hmm. way that Democrats do. Right. And that's what is very difficult. What's damaging for the Democratic Party is is are things like that where the Republicans stay so steadfast to their, their issues um, – However, they may not make sense, but it caters to their their base and their uh, their party. Where the Democrats will say things that don't, and right. then they're losing their own people. Right, right. Those people aren't going to be as motivated to vote because they're not feeling like that the, the Democrats are taking care of them. And then on top of that, when you don't have a good messaging like the Republicans do. That's even more people that feel confused or convoluted or those independents that might be likely to vote Democrat don't because they don't know what they're standing for anymore and they're not pushing back. And that's what Republicans are good at. Like you said, they will just keep going with whatever it is and keep bulldozing through no matter how wrong or ridiculous it is. And and that's where we get into situations where we are now. And you have so many people on social media that keep telling the Republicans on their base, it's like, no, they call it amnesty, of course, like nothing for DACA, nothing at all. And so Republicans are not going to have to deal with that as well, saying that they have a hardcore base that's frothing up at the fact that there could be any kind of allowance for these DACA um, dreamers, and they want none of that to be allowed. So it's going to be tough for both sides to compromise on this, I, I think, too. Yeah, you get the feeling that Democrats are you may be a little hungry for a win. I mean, uh, you know, you can point to the fact that uh, Republicans didn't really get much done last year. In mm-hmm. fact, I think 
uh, there was a, a quick bit on Saturday Night Live. Yes, that was weekend, hilarious. Where it was like tax <laughs> taxes and a government shutdown. Yeah, taxes and government <laughs> shutdown. And uh, you know, so you know, you can mm-hmm. you can you can both take some credit for the government shutdown. Right. But uh, that's kind of all they got. So you get the feeling that it'll be at a point where you know Schumer's going to be out there, Pelosi, like, look, what do you want? You you, you want gay marriage? Take it. Uh, Roe v. Wade. Yeah, we'll roll that. Oh, just give us something that we can point at that we did. We'll give you everything. Um, if is a funny way that uh, let's see who was it? Uh, uh, R. Scott Brown in the chat said Republicans bring a big bag of knuckles to a fight, and Democrats bring a big bring a big bag of feelings and ideas. Mm-hmm. I thought that was uh, very well said. Mm-hmm. Thank you, mm-hmm. R. Scott Brown. Yeah, <laughs> big bag of feelings and ideas. That's that's what we like this show to be a big bang. Big bag of feelings mm-hmm. and ideas. Uh, Lady Goth says that Republicans never compromise. They may change when public opinion and money change, but Dems always fold. Uh, I mean, somebody's got to fold, uh, and it's sort of their turn right now, where they have to be the ones to give in because you, you know, it's like how Republicans tried to hold everything up to overturn Obamacare so many times. Mm-hmm. It's like at, at some point. You can keep doing that or, you know, you, you, you don't want the bad PR of troops not getting paid as the example right, that you mentioned. Right. Um, well, uh, we will uh, we will see how this pans out in two weeks. Um, we'll we'll have a little something that uh, comes up in between then and we'll talk about it later. The State of the Union address, mm-hmm. but uh, we won't talk about that Ugh. just yet. Um, that's going to be fun. Mm. But uh, as we were uh, joking around about at the top of the show, uh, there there is some uh, some Robert Mueller news. Uh, and Scott, I'll ask you first. The revelation that Jeff Sessions already spoke to the mm-hmm. uh, committee. Um, you get the feeling that there was nothing like crazy from there because it would have been leaked already if it was. Oh, I also think it'd just be him being like, I, I don't recall. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I can't remember. I don't recall. Oh, golly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's pretty much, you know, everything that happens. So, so that's why I think the whole transcript would be was just a bunch of that. And the interesting thing about this prospect about President Trump appearing is there's a lot of negotiations mm-hmm. i was watching mm-hmm. uh, i think cnn earlier today and the ideas that fake news. they was I, I, I was watching <laughs> fake news today, and we will talk about fake news a little later by the way uh and i was watching fake news and they were talking about the idea that you know uh, he'd like to get the questions ahead of time mm-hmm. maybe some of the questions ahead of time some of his answers written some of it who jeff sessions no Don't. president trump, <laughs> trump. yeah and uh, so it's a negotiation i personally i just feel like you know, the way that Trump operates, he's just trying to secure the TV rights so he can put it on pay-per-view because mm-hmm. of how much interest there would be. Like, you know, you can say a lot of things about him, but he, he's he's not an idiot when it comes to putting on a show. Right. Um, you know, I mean, Schwarzenegger was better at hosting the Celebrity Apprentice than he was, but that's besides the point. Uh, so I, I think it's interesting. There's like all Here these... we go with the devices. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All these negotiations. Two failed at, uh, <laughs> two entertainers that are failed politicians. There we go. They can both have. That. I think they can that, be equal. I, with that, I think but... Arnold can point to a few more successes. Well, I think so too. That's what I was say. Yeah. I think he was better at Apprentice, and he was a better all, failed politician. All I know <laughs> is that when Arnold was governor, it was a lot cheaper to renew your car registration. That's true, and a few <laughs> more illegitimate children. Yeah, right. Exactly. Maybe it was. Look, it was tough on housekeepers. I'm not saying yeah. that, but uh, anyway. Uh, so I, I guess it's interesting. Because people do get excited about it, and that was what I was joking about. But uh, Tamara, 
Do you think there's a there, there's really a, you know people are nobody's going to get what they want out, out of these hearings? You know, Trump will say something that he doesn't mean to, but it's not going to be like, oh my God, he just said Putin and I are best friends. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like you know for this whole presidency, it's like oh the Democrats are like it's oh it's about to come out, yep. it's about to come here we come. It's it's like it, the oh, John Oliver oh. thing where he's like we got him kind of thing. It's yeah. like we keep waiting, and then it's just a letdown mm-hmm. every single time. That was a boring movie. Like nothing happened. It's just I don't think nothing significant is going to be un- unearthed. Yeah, as uh, R. Scott Brown's pointing out, it's like the uh, the cognitive assessment that he took. You know, you didn't mm-hmm. really get that that much out of it. Um, and the interesting thing about the uh, doctor's health report is, uh, according to that, he is two hundred thirty nine pounds and six three, which puts him one pound away from obese. Except, of course, that on record he's six one. Right. So the two hundred thirty nine pounds is uh, probably and look. You know, fat shaming is 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 a real problem these days, but um, he does not look like he used to. And the revelation about the way he eats, you're like, hey, uh, could that be what does mm-hmm. him in? Mm-hmm. Is the Colonel? Yeah, and, and Ronald McDonald. Ronald McDonald out the cheeseburgers yeah. every night. Uh, um, yeah. I do. You know, <laughs> as a joke writer, I do just like I'm like. I, <sighs> It's not worth our time to joke about his weight and joke about his hair when, when there's, there's so many so other many things. Right. reasons to hate but, this man. I know, but then but when they when they work so, so hard, they, yeah. like they're gonna lie about how tall he is, yeah. so that it's like, well, they just lie about his weight, right? You know, like just say he's two nineteen. I'm like, what do I? I just like feel like it's part. Like I feel like we're in this propaganda machine that I just haven't seen. And it just always reminds me of North Korea now with all the, the, the you know, their whole Twitter thing with all their stuff. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like, we're in America and this is like this propaganda thing talk- now lying about his weight and his height and talking about how great he is at sports and yeah. he's the best ever. I can't even believe he's 6'1". Like, I couldn't either. Even seem, that doesn't even seem <laughs> accurate because he's not, when when he walks into a room, he's never taller than... No, I feel like Ivanka is taller. Yeah, than I think yeah. It's, it's the yeah. hair that yeah. when it's combed and over just right adds a few extra inches granted, there. Granted, she's wearing stilettos, yeah. but like... Yeah. That's I don't true. think he's even six one. Well, I'm one fifty again. If he's you know two thirty nine, so I, I can't even remember. I'm still I... going with my my driver's license from you know yeah I, twelve years ago. Says so one hundred fifty. I'm one hundred. I couldn't even tell now. you when I was one fifty. But anyway, <laughs> if he's two thirty nine, uh, I'm one fifty. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Um. Anyway, so I think that's yeah, what mine says. <laughs> Anybody in the chat actually one 150? Let us know. I was uh, back. Oh in the no! Day. I mean, I, was. I really was. Yeah, <laughs> that'll never happen again. But well, hey. yeah, that's true. No, yeah, what, yeah. Once I once I got married and uh, uh, yeah, and like that was as much weight as as I was ever going to lose. The maybe rest that's of my yeah. Life. Maybe that was the driver's license weight that Donald Trump had <laughs> in his New York driver's license. And he's like, I'm just going to go with that. Now. Yeah, that's like yeah, that's it was close like from enough. 15 years ago. Yes. Uh, but, of course, there are more significant things to talk about, but that happens to kind of be one of the funnier ones. Mm-hmm. And I think if uh, they didn't lie and they said, you know, the actual height and weight, it's not as funny, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, but then, see, there's a, there's a gray area because then when you get to be Chris Christie fat, then it's funny again mm-hmm. because that's just, like, too much. But uh, – and by the way, uh, Chris Christie has literally fallen off the face of the earth. He will mm-hmm. not, actually, that's not true. He will be heard from again. Uh uh, you know what? I'll look it up. I want, I'd get the story wrong. There is something about him that uh, I, I didn't prepare for, but now that he came up, uh, I wanted to uh, talk about it. By the way, our Scott Brown says, ironically, the colonel is Trump's nickname for Sessions. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so 
wrapped up into all of these investigations is uh, a story that if you watch Fox News and read the Drudge Report, you would think that this is the big story right now. And it's not like it's insignificant, but it's being played up. I was going to say trumped up. It's You can't use that term anymore. <laughs> That that term is perfect for what that no, is. It's ruined Getting now. trumped it's up, ruined forever. And you can't say trumped up. Uh, but uh, this, the there's so there's five months worth of texts missing between these FBI agents who were lovers, and it seems like a fake story only because the guy's name is Peter Strzok. And I'm like, well, there's clearly a letter missing from there, and Lisa Page. And, you know, these just sound like romance novel characters. Uh, but they were once part of Mueller's probe. And they have, from what we can see, there's some damning comments about being anti-Trump. And they sent each other 50,000 texts. <coughs> and they were dating. So to me, I'm thinking that what's missing is just some of the really kinky stuff yeah, that thank God exactly. we can't see. Um, you know, maybe in there is a couple of like. What do you oh. mean, thank God we can't see? What's the? Uh, well, I mean, I would enjoy it, but I'm saying the the, the general audience probably. I'd be curious. <laughs> All right, I'm curious now that you now that you outed me, but uh, you know, I feel like that. You know, I, I mean, it, it's interesting, and there's this talk about the secret society that met to try and make sure that Trump wasn't able to be seated. I mean, uh, and this isn't even like going down the InfoWars rabbit hole. This is from, I don't know. So you have your you have your legitimate news, you have your crazy news, and then in between is sort of like, you know, for headlines, I think actually mm-hmm. Drudge Report is very useful as an aggregate. Yeah. Yeah. Then click on through and, and make right, sure you right. see where it goes. Like the clickbait. And, and yeah. a lot of them go to places where you're like, all right, I, I trust this source. And then there's a couple on the side that you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. what's that? But uh, I always think it's a good place to start. Um, Scott, so this story, why do you think it's so important to the right? Is it because it's the one thing they have? It's yeah. like collusion yes. against Trump. Exactly. Yeah. They, they feel, and again, this is something that's been going on a while, and, and I still think if you know the, the investigation comes and it brings Trump down, just saying, that... Uh, you left out the word when just now? <laughs> yes, when, okay. when it happened. But the issue is you're going to have a group of uh, probably 20% of the country that's going to feel like again this was the deep state this was the establishment they couldn't handle him and all the winning and they're bringing him down and he's trying you know he was shaking up everything and you'll have people that no matter what happens are going to say that he was brought down by this deep state and by this bias here in the FBI and the justice department and um, so it's something they've been going on and, and why the Trump administration's actively pursuing a lot of these FBI agents to be vetted and that they want some of them pushed out. And that was a whole story going on with uh, uh, FBI director uh, Chris Ray. Uh, you know, there was the whole rumor that he was going to resign if they kept pushing back and um, that, you know, it, it's kind of ridiculous. For one, they, they don't have the control to be doing that. Um, and, and the Trump administration is putting themselves into legal jeopardy by trying to push this narrative of trying to push out um, FBI agents that may not support them. Because, um, again, it's the flip side. So now you're supposed to have only people in these government positions that 100% support you. Again, that's like an authoritarian mm-hmm. North Korea-type attitude where you're only going to have people that are like-minded that are going to support you and back you up. And then, you know, then there's an investigation going on that you think is going to be fair. Um, there is a, you know, there are people like FBI agents and other people that are, are there for the best of the country and are going to be Republicans as well. Like Mueller is a Republican and a Republican appointee that are going to look for the best interests of the country. And there are going to be people, people that are Democrats and independents that are as well. And, um, that are able to work through, um, 
their prejudices because that's what they do in their job on an everyday basis, regardless of it's investigating the president of the United States to someone doing any other crime. Um, and, and for this story to become bigger than it is just shows that they're so desperate at this point to grasp at any kind of straws here because this investigation is ongoing and it's going to continue for probably the next year at least at, at least uh tamra if you're in the fbi and you're uh dating someone and you have a uh, you know government issued phone um do you think that would be the place <laughs> where you'd talk about your uh, efforts to mm-hmm. uh you know not allow the you know despite how people feel Sometimes legally ele- elected president to actually take <laughs> office is that the place to do it Sometimes you just can't help it when the love bug is in your heart. That's where you get a you second get phone. A second phone. You get a get a burner. Yeah. Come on. When, when I... you see when you hear a song on the radio that reminds <laughs> you of your true love and you just gotta let them know at that moment you don't have time to fumble for your other That's phone. That's true. You gotta I'm get sorry. it out. Yeah, but I would never do that. I feel like uh Republicans uh, on social media that they're they're like mic drop that they love to use all the time mm-hmm. is you lost, get over it. Yeah. So that being the case, then the flip side is okay, you won. So why do we always have to keep coming up with, you know, oh, he did. You tried to keep him down, and Hillary, and Hillary, and Hillary. It's just like if you are saying we lost, get over it. You won, get over it. Yeah, and of course, I'm not the first person to point this out, but uh, so many of the people that would shout that are the same people who think that there should be monuments and flags to a war that they lost because it's they can't let that go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, they're trying at this point. Well, and I'd also say those are the same people that would you know never want the electoral college to go away because without that, you wouldn't get these wins where you get the popular vote going to one candidate and the electoral. College going right. together. So now, I, I, Scott, would you be able to just have a cosmic laugh? This is very hypothetical. That they undo the electoral college, okay, and then the first presidential election without it, mm-hmm. the Republican wins from the popular vote. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the Democrat would have won yes. the electoral college. You'd have to laugh. You right? would, and because it's like, oh, I guess we shouldn't have undone it. But that's the thing is, like a lot of the states, because there's that compact yeah. that's been going on for years, and none of the Republican states are signing on to it. So yeah. it is one of those. I, 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 it's a very hypothetical. No, but yeah, it could um, easily, it, and it could easily happen when the population shifts. Now in the next decade. Absolutely. So very quickly, what I wanted to talk about with Chris Christie, just because I thought it was so funny, was he was stopped by the TSA at Newark Airport oh, yeah. for evading security checkpoint mm-hmm. because there is sort of a you know a VIP entry he used to mm-hmm. use as governor, and he was stopped and slowed down, and of course the karmic aspect of this is that the TSA is run by the Port Authority, Mm -hmm. which ties into his Bridgegate scandal. Mm -hmm. So uh, I guess Chris Christie will probably still be in the news because things like this will continue Mm -hmm. to happen. Um, I think at some point he's going to have to move out of New Jersey. Um, Or just get TSA (laughs) pre-check. He doesn't get that VIP line anymore. You know what? I think think you see him coming through. (laughs) You're still going to be like, oh, excuse me, sir. Uh, You know, you just like, I don't know, you put some... You put some like kibbles and bits in it, on his shoes. So I was going to say you put a roadblock in there, <laughs> but you know, you close, exactly. You put the stanchion um, down and close it off. A lot of people. Uh, we'll move on from right. that, but I just thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of people were very quick to make fun of President Trump's fake news awards. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem with that: when you look at the list, 
you're like, yeah, these are all things that he's absolutely right about. These are things, I mean, at least most of them. I have to. I'm going to look at them again. Yeah, now. the last was but, pretty funny. Um, you look at them and you're like, uh, all right. So the, you know, the first one, Paul Krugman says, markets will never recover from Trump. Dow hits record high. Uh, ABC News' uh, Brian Ross mm-hmm. sends markets in a downward spiral with a false report. And then, you know, there's uh, the CNN report that had the dates wrong that made them think that they had this amazing bit of news that was actually not that, you know. So all of the things on the list are actually instances of fake news. So it's – you can – do another list of, you know, and they do lists right. of great journalism. But the problem <laughs> is that he's absolutely right, especially when it comes to like editing the video that made it look like he was overfeeding the fish, which I reading that I'm like, oh, my God, that feels like it was 10 years ago. I know, right? But it oh it wasn't. God. I don't remember that. Yeah. Good Japan. for you, by the way. <laughs> yeah. In Japan, it made it look like he gave all the food to f- the fish and it would have killed them. And, you know, people were very upset. Uh, and. It's like just to use a um, just to use a, a sports metaphor for a moment. It's like the New England Patriots are going to win anyway. But what you can't do is have stupid penalties that give them fifteen, twenty extra yards, like the Jacksonville Jaguars did. And Trump, it, there's a lot to say about what's wrong with the administration, but you can't be in that much of a rush to be first. You still have to be right. right. And I think that he's so in their head and he drives them so crazy by calling them fake news that they can't help but then become fake news because they're like, oh, we'll show him. Oh, my God, we've got him. And I feel like despite what anybody in the media tells you, Look, you're going to have people who are impartial. You're going to have people who are leaning a little bit more right than they'd ever let on because they're in that room at the New York Times or wherever, and they don't want people to know. But I think for the most part, people certainly have an agenda, you know, Uh, and it drives them so crazy that this guy's president that they really want that one thing. It's not even like getting the story and having it having it you know, first, of course there's all that, but it's like, I just want this to be right so badly, you know, and they just, they just look so bad as a result. Well, but there's two sides to it. One is the list that he gave was very minor things. Uh, of course, there's like two of them that I think are big, but you're right. There's, even a, there's then, a, but even were, like the fish is just silly. Yeah, it's yeah. silly. Like it's all minor, and he always talks about fake news. Well, if it was really all fake news, where's the real stuff on there? Like all that was, you know, errors happen, mistakes happen, and in this world, yes, people are in a rush to get not only first, but when you have social media and people posting things in in citizen journalists nonstop that are, you know, right there, uh, especially like Twitter and things like that. Like you'll see things on Twitter quicker than you will see on the you know, terrestrial you know, on TV and radio and news, um, there is that rush, and that's been going on since before he became president. So, yes, it does lead to errors because people are like, we've got to be first because we have all this competition now in the digital space. But on the flip side, too, there's always, you know, it's kind of like the, the old adage, like uh, a stop clock is going to be right twice a day. Like there's, there's still always going to be things that he's going to be able to say, oh, yes, well, they were wrong because, of course, their mistakes happen. And in that rush to be first, and like you said, there are people that are going to have biases and they are out to get people and there is that getcha journalism side of it. But um, I, he proved nothing to me but just making a joke out of it again because it was all minor stuff. I'm like, okay, if you were to show some really good stuff here against you, I'd be like, fine. But he didn't. What he were didn't you... change anything, to, in my opinion. What were you going to say, Tamara? I would be interested to see, um, like, I agree, there there are more flaws in journalism now just because mm-hmm. of, like, exactly what you're saying, a rush to be first. And, uh, and, and the 
intensity to try to prove mm-hmm. him wrong. But also, like, there's always been errors in journalism. Mm-hmm. Like, I bet if you, you know, you go back through, like, look at 12 years ago, head, how many headlines were found to be inaccurate as uh, compared to now? It's probably not that different. It's just that it, they're just under such intense mm-hmm. scrutiny mm-hmm. now. Sure. Right. I mean, and you do have people that will be overzealous. This isn't the first time. I mean, look what happened to Dan Rather's career mm-hmm. because they were in such a rush to have that story about President George W. Bush and the National Guard. Right. And Brian well, Williams. Yes. Yeah. You know, like, Brian Williams, is that one's crazy. Yeah. That's just like, I'm on Letterman. I'm going to make it sound like yeah. I'm, a, I'm a national hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, let us know what uh, you think in the chat about about the the fake news awards. And uh, if you're watching the archive, you can still comment on YouTube or on iTunes. Uh, We only have a couple minutes left, and uh, this is the big announcement, that next week we will be on at 7.30 p.m. Pacific or right after the State of the Union. So if the State of the Union goes a little bit past that, which... You were both on the the email chain with Drexel. Drexel was like, oh, you know what? Trump, Trump's going to talk for maybe an hour. I'm like, are you crazy? This is uh, – like he might talk two and a half yeah, hours. This is, his, this, his, is, this is what it's all been – like a campaign like, rally yeah, rolled like, up into I firmly everyone. agree that there's a lot of the time he doesn't like being mm-hmm. president. Next Tuesday night is going to be one of those ones when he loves. Yeah, that's pomp, his spring dance yeah. recital. <laughs> exactly. That's what, yeah, that's what they remember. Yeah. So um, we will be doing a special uh, live coverage at either seven thirty or right after. I hope it's closer to seven thirty. I don't want to hear him talk for that long. For one, it's yeah. going to make me ill. Yeah. But two, I want to get you know don't want to be here all night either. Waiting for him. No, we've already had long night here yes. uh, back on election day, uh, yeah. Scott. But uh, in, in our final minute, uh, what's the Scott first, and then I'll ask you, Tamara. What's the one thing you hope to hear from the uh, State of the Union address. <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, maybe I should start with Tamara here, so I have a second here. Mine are just, because... sil- mine are just <laughs> okay. silly. I can't wait for the next Kofifi or whatever yes. the, or whatever the flub that he's going to call I... somebody the wrong name, call a country the wrong name, call it, like, I, I'm just going to look forward to those things. Yeah. I, I personally hope it's like one of those golf matches where the first second where it's quiet, you have the guy who shouts out, Baba Booey! <laughs> so I think that that would actually, you know, that'd be a great moment. Um, yeah, I wonder how much he's going to repeat himself. Uh, you know, how many times he's going to say the same thing over again? Uh, is he going to go off script like he loves to do and go off the teleprompter? Or is he going to be really well, you know, well spoken in this time because he knows how important it is? Um, and his handlers are going to be like, "Do not, do not go off script." You know, and the look thing, at that teleprompter. The, the thing that I don't off. think we'll get will be uh, outbursts. Uh, you know, there have been outbursts mm-hmm. during the State of the Union, uh, during President Obama's. Yeah, like Joe uh, Wilson, yeah. and UI. And... Uh, there were a few of those. And I feel like uh, the key here is to be on your best behavior. You just go ahead and let him go out there and do all mm-hmm. that. And you just take mental notes for what you're going to edit into your commercials yep, for the, for <laughs> in, in, for the midterms. Yep. And mm-hmm. also, you know, just just do all that. Um uh, and uh, our, sorry, our Scott Brown did have a, uh, a funny comment here that uh, I'll, I'll we'll go out on this. When asked why she wasn't making the trip to Davos, Melania Trump responded, "I have scheduling conflicts, a hundred and thirty thousand of them." So mm-hmm. uh, that was that was funny. I did hear that, and like the entire White House is going to this thing. So yeah, yeah. it's it, yeah, it's so. like the entire cabinet. It's it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's just like I don't I don't want to hang out with those losers. Uh, so. It's the first time uh, all those people. The first time a sitting president has gone since Clinton. So it's been a while. 
In any case, uh, we have so much to look forward to uh, yeah. for the State of the Union uh, that uh, we will we'll bring in reinforcements. We'll have Drexel here. I think Chelsea will be back. So that means somebody's on the couch. We're gonna say, have to, thank God pot is legal in California. We're going <laughs> to have to get through it. <laughs> we're going to have to draw straws. Uh, in any yeah. case. Christian's on the couch. Uh, that, uh, you know what? I, I'd like to like yeah, put my feet up. Yeah. You know what? Whoever's on the couch should actually lay down like they're getting therapy. Yeah. And my vote's for Drexel therapy. for that yes. reason because Drexel, I think, is going to need going to need some uh, therapy after having yeah. to sit through a State of the Union address by President Trump. We all Trump. will, though, actually. Uh, and uh, this is a nice shout-out in the chat. Wellington Smith. Michael Burnham for President. Wellington Smith referring to one of the other shows I do here, Star Trek Discovery on Star Trek Weekly. Mm-hmm. So welcome, Wellington. Anyway, yes. we'll be back next Tuesday night, not at 7 o'clock, but 7.30 or maybe Ish. a little bit later. Somewhere between 7 and 30 and 8 we'll be on. The latest will go on is 8, so if he's still going, uh, then maybe we'll do a dramatic reenactment or something. And any case, uh, until next Tuesday, uh, you should follow the show at Trump Report ABTV on Twitter, and I'm at Christian DMZ Twitter and Instagram. Tamara, where can people find you? I'm at Hey Tamara underscore on Twitter, and I am at Sman eighty Sman eight zero on the Twitter. And we will see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 